Hello, welcome to another episode of Kingdom Concepts. We're so excited that you're with us today. You know, if you um, are ready to listen, that's great. If you're not, why don't you put us on pause, go get your Bible, get a pen, get it something to write on, because I always think that you should just write things down, because sometimes think some somebody says something, and you write it down, and you know, later on, it just, just hits you, you know? Uh, the, the pen remembers more than the mind yeah. <laughs> a lot so, of times. Yeah. I always do that. So hopefully today something I say makes you write, stop and write it down. So go ahead and do that. Uh, we've just been having such a great time with these episodes and just um, learning more about each other. I feel like whenever you talk, I'm like, wow, he knows so much. Oh, I love please. listening to you. I do. I we've love it. We've lived so much. We love it. I love it. And we've experienced the, the best that life has to offer. And man, we've experienced the worst that life has to offer. And thank God. That he rescued us. Oh, I know. Because man, things were things were terrible without him. I don't see how anyone can live without him. Mm. You know, he's been so well, good to us. A lot of know? people and, live without him. They just don't live with him effectively. That's a, that's what we want. We want to live our life effectively. You know, when you watch a podcast, when you watch a show, you know, a Christian television, you watch live stream, or you go to church. It's because we're learning and we're wanting to put things inside of us to learn how to walk a more effective life for Christ. We can't just be, we shouldn't want to just be here taking up space. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't want to be here just to live and to gain what God did for us. But what, how could we, you know, share the love of God? You know, how could we share uh, the salvation of Christ? How can we share those things with others effectively? And I don't know about you, but this, like this morning, you know, putting, turning on my Bible so I can listen to it while I get ready, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that I'm uh, putting things in my spirit. I listened to my pastor this morning. I'm preparing myself for the day so that I can live my life effectively. I'm not just, I'm doing it on purpose mm -hmm. with a purpose, you know? And so yeah. that's what I want to do. And that's what we hope that these shows do there. It's another tool to help you live your life effectively for Christ. Amen. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes the things that we don't understand are the very things that we need. Oh yes. Because it can cost you, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can wind up suffering so much unnecessary roughness when you don't understand you know, the, the root of something or, or you can waste your life because of a lack of understanding. Bible says, uh, in Hosea that God said, my people perish mm -hmm. because of a lack of knowledge. Amen. And, you know, and so we've learned that, you know, wisdom, you know, is something that we need to seek God for, you know, so that we can step forward and do things, uh, but do it more efficiently, mm -hmm. you know, more effectively as you were sharing, you know, to where we're on purpose creating a path that brings the Lord tremendous glory and at the same time it brings us tremendous satisfaction because there's no greater joy than when you know that your life matters and the things that you do matter they mm -hmm. matter for eternity right. you know I heard somebody said this one time they said the two most important dates in your life are the day that you were born and the day that you discover why mm. you were born That's really good we were born with purpose God the Bible says before the foundations of the world that he had a plan for us. He knew us. I mean, he called us, he qualified us, he equipped us to do a work for him. And I think that oftentimes uh, people can spend their life in Christ, mm -hmm. you know, reaching for something to make it better, only to find out at the end of their life that God already made it the best that it can be. 
that's not based on what we do. It's based on what he's already done, yeah. you know, and we've been talking about grace, you know, what grace is and, you know, grace, the purpose for it. And today we're going to be talking about, um, you know, grace that's misunderstood, you know, because there are things that, again, cost us when we don't understand mm -hmm. grace. You know, grace is simply, in its purest form, God's unmerited mm -hmm. favor and love. His blessing, amen, for our lives. And um, I think that some people have misunderstood grace and that they think that it gives them a right to do certain things because God forgives and because the blood of Christ covers it, and it winds up costing them. Mm -hmm. Or you and, have... And God's blood, and God does forgive, and His blood does cover, but it's not a reason yeah. And we shouldn't keep sinning just because of that. We should not sin because of that. And that's the misunderstanding, right? Yeah. I believe in anyway. Yeah. And, and then you have people that are so sin conscious that they're ineffective for God because they the devil just beats them up every time their imperfections show up. And they think that it's by what they do that pleases God. And it's not that. It's, it's about what he's done that causes us to be pleasing mm -hmm. to God. It's about what Christ accomplished for us. And so... I think as we jump right into this thing, you know, the very first thing we're going to be talking about today, you know, concerning this grace that's misunderstood. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Grace is not a license to sin. Mm, that's right. Just because you've been forgiven doesn't mean that you have the right to keep on living your life like someone that doesn't know Christ. You know, uh, if you will, turn over to the book of Jude. You know, can I just say something yeah. real quick? You know how, um, you know, people have have had um uh you know relationship problems or they've had and i just right now when you said that when you've had a marriage that maybe suffered infidelity or something mm -hmm. you have a marriage that suffered that and then uh forgiveness comes and you forgive the person that did it and and you keep your walking out you know what the grace inside of you caused you to forgive that person mm -hmm. but you're forgiving them and you're 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 forgiving them you're giving them grace that doesn't mean that because that person has gotten, has received grace and forgiveness from you, that doesn't mean that that person keeps on sinning. And, and we understand that married and having a covenant, mm -hmm. we understand that. But yet when it comes to sin and other types of sin, people don't see it that way. If they think, okay, well, um, God forgave me and, and you know, he's forgiven me and the blood of Jesus forgave me. And, and they, they keep sinning. Because of the same thing, but yet in a relationship with a person, you would never do that. You would never say, well, you forgave me and you've given me grace, so I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah, I no, it, yeah. you'd end up with a hatchet in your back or something, you know, <laughs> something like that. Because well, people, <laughs> when it comes to, or a fork in your leg. Yeah, a fork in your leg, whatever, um, one, of, the things, it, one when, of those things. When it comes to grace, though, you know, when you have a healthy understanding, part of the understanding of, of the grace that is given to us through Jesus Christ is that it was his faithfulness. Oh, I'd like to clarify. I'm not condoning a hatchet in the back. Just, just. No, just, she didn't have hatchet. She liked throwing knives when we were without <laughs> Christ. But now she just throws the Bible at me. Amen. No, um, all kidding aside, though, you know, Jesus, it was his faithfulness. Yes. That causes us to be righteous. That's it's right. not based on what we've done. It's based on his faithfulness. Right. He's faithful and just to forgive us for all of our That's sins. Right. And he has. And he makes that forgiveness available to us. The problem sometimes that people have is because they know he's faithful and that he's forgiven them. They fail to realize that because he is faithful, 
we should be doing our best to mm -hmm. live faithful. We might not be perfect. There might be times when we fall short. Old things might be passing away, but they should be passing away. You shouldn't remain the same mm -hmm. just because grace has been applied mm -hmm. to your life and you've received that forgiveness. In Jude chapter, well, there is no chapter, but Jude 1, basically. If you go to verse 3 and 4, and I love the way this, this says it in the Amplified Bible. It says, Beloved, he's talking about you. He okay. says, Beloved, my whole concern was to write to you in regard to our common salvation. But I found it necessary and was impelled to write uh, you and urgently appeal and to exhort you to contend for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints, the faith which is the sum of Christian belief which was delivered verbally to the holy people of God. For certain men have crept in stealthily, gaining entrance secretly by a side door. Their doom was predicted long ago. Ungodly, impious, profane persons who pervert the grace. Mm. They pervert the message of grace, the spiritual blessing and favor of our God into lawlessness and wantonness and immorality. And they disown and deny our soul, Master and Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. You have people, even in this day and age, this was written, you know, uh, 2,000 years ago, and yet today we still have people that are preaching and ministering and sharing, you know, a perverted form of grace to where basically they teach that, you know what, Jesus died for your sins once and for all. There's nothing you can do that can change that. And so if you want to keep on doing wrong, you, you won't lose your salvation. You can just keep living like the devil and, uh, and it's going to be okay. And this is the thing is that, remember, it was selfishness is what causes us to sin. That and the curse, you know, we That's were born right. into it. But it has everything to do with self and being selfish. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came to set us free from that. You know, grace, the Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's through humility that we receive that grace. We humble ourselves and realize that, man, by ourselves, we're not good enough. Yes. And Jesus is Lord over our lives and he's Lord over our sins. But what happens is that this perverted form and message of grace teaches people that it's okay for them to keep breaking the law. Don't you think that if we stay in... Because God will forgive. Yeah, and stay in humbleness, stay in that that um, that attitude of gratefulness, you know, because when you're humble, you're grateful. You know, mm -hmm. when you're grateful, you're humble, vice versa, you know. But if we stay in that attitude of humbleness, not a false sense of humility. Yeah, not no, a, no, absolutely. Not a who am I, I'm just a worm, I'm just a dog, and I'm just, you know, forgiven by grace. No, not like that, but a true humbleness of... Of I've been forgiven, a true humbleness of, and in gratefulness of the gift that we have in salvation and the gift we have with the grace. If we just stay there, yeah. and every day stay there, we'll always be in grace because mm -hmm. you wouldn't want when you're grateful for something. You know when when your uh, parents give you a new car or your parents give you a car or you even have a car that was given to you, mm -hmm. your thankfulness and your gratefulness causes you to take care of that vehicle, causes mm -hmm. you to you know take care of those things. I know when I have uh, like these these earrings I'm wearing right mm -hmm. now. You know I had a friend who gave them to me, gave them to me, and I I really like them. They're really pretty. I love them, and I'm thankful for them. You know when I take them off, I don't just throw them on the counter. I I put them back where they go. You know because I'm grateful and I'm thankful. I would never want her to come to my house and see a, 
my grandson with it in their nose and the other one on the floor, mm -hmm. she would think I wasn't grateful. You know, she wasn't th would think I was I uh, was thankful for that gift. So every day when I take them off, I put them away, put them where they need to go because I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And I'm never going to forget that she gave them to me. I have a thing with jewelry mm -hmm. when people give me give it to me. It when I put it you. on, I know I'm going to pray for this person mm -hmm. because this person gave it to me. And I feel like that day I'm going to pray for them more, you know. But yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a gift, and I'm thankful for it. I'm grateful for it every day. That's yeah. how we need to be with grace. Exactly, because grace is a gift. It, it's not a license to sin. That's right. What it is is it's a forgiveness mm -hmm. that we receive even though we don't earn it, mm -hmm. even though we don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you were when you were talking, I mean, what a great analogy that you just shared. I was reminded of a time when we were in Uganda, Africa. Oh, yes. And I remember you took a watch off that you had. And you gave it to a woman was there and that woman became so elated mm -hmm. that you did that and i remember she said something to this effect she said i know that you love me she said because you didn't just give me something that you had you gave me something that i know was important to you because you wore it mm -hmm. jesus wore our sin mm, that's good on the cross, he who knew no sin became sin so that we can be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Mm. He put his grace on us and our sin on him to where it's like that appreciation for that forgiveness makes me not want to sin. I remember when the Lord very young in, in our walk with God, I'm talking it was just like the first two months, I think that we were saved. I remember we were going through some things, old things passing away. Mm -hmm. We were dealing with mm -hmm. the effects of the sin mm -hmm. that was there before we got saved. And I remember one day, just in prayer, I just started, man, it makes me want to cry right now. I gotta suck it up. <laughs> um, I remember, I remember this feeling that I had come over me. And it was one of the nastiest feelings I've ever felt in my life. And man, I felt some pretty nasty stuff. I was deep in sin. But I had this feeling that was so foul, so nasty. I, I mean, I wouldn't wish anyone to feel what I felt that day. And I remember just praying, going, God, what is this? What is this? And he told me, he said, that's how I feel. He said, when you sin. And I said, God, I never want to make you feel like this. I never want you to feel what I'm feeling right now, not because of me. And I think it goes back to what you said when you're grateful. You're not looking, you don't look at grace as an opportunity for mm. you to keep living in a way that's contrary to God's word. Just because you're free from the, the letter of the law doesn't mean that you shouldn't want to fulfill the law because the law is perfect. Mm -hmm. It's just that by ourselves we can't do it, but God's grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. and, and we'll talk about that later. He helps us where we run out, He runs mm -hmm. in. But it's that grace that makes me not in my appreciation for what he mm -hmm. has given us that makes me not want to continue to do the things that put him on the cross so that he had to pay the price That's for right. my sins. That's right. You know, yeah. I think that we have to come to that place to where we understand we're called to freedom, but our freedom isn't, you know, given to us so that we can go out and, and disobey. We're free from the law of sin and death, but that doesn't mean that we're free to keep sinning because the Bible says the soul that sins will surely die. You can you can do things that will push you out of, uh, from underneath that umbrella of grace when you step out of that relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very, very 
dangerous place to be. Because I remember one time, again, those early years especially, because, man, there was, to them that are forgiven much, you know, uh, you don't say you love much when you've been forgiven much. And we were forgiven for so many things because oh, you were so bad. <laughs> but all kidding aside, I remember during that first year of salvation, I remember I, I, for about a year, I mean, I'm not proud of this. I'm just being honest. I was a young believer. God was doing quick things in our lives. But I remember for like two years, man, there was someone that did me wrong. And my attitude in the past as a sinner, well, you know, man, I, I like beating people up. And, and I was like, this person, I didn't just want to beat them. I mean, I wanted to do something that would have made me go to prison. And I remember even being a Christian, having those thoughts ride me. Because the devil was bringing what was familiar to me. Mm -hmm. And I remember the thing he was trying to convince me of. This was the thought that I had. Remember, he blinds the minds. That's right. We said that in the earlier episode. And what he was trying to blind me to was this. was He was telling me, you know what, go over there get it all out of your system and just come back and go back to that same altar and God will forgive you again. Now it's not, it's what I wanted to hear, mm -hmm. but I knew it wasn't in the Bible, mm -hmm. but, but man, I dealt but, with that thought for almost two but years. It, but you said that you had that thought, you were young in the Lord and even having the thought being young in the Lord, you knew it wasn't right. Yeah, it was definitely not but right. But you knew it wasn't right and God doesn't hold God doesn't uh, give you more than he does somebody else when they get saved. We, you know, you get saved, you have that in you. Yeah. There's people that have been 10 years in the Lord, mm -hmm. still struggling with things that we struggled with barely saved, you yeah. know. The difference is you were leaning on God. You were oh. leaning on God. And so when you were thinking those thoughts, your, your humbleness and your gratefulness to his salvation caused you to lean on him and it caused you to see and to not be blinded. No. There's people out there that are still in sin because of grace, actively in sin saying it's grace. Mm -hmm. But if you pray, if they pray and they would just ask the Lord to help them, they would feel that conviction. But it's mm -hmm. like they've, they've steered their hearts to conviction. Yeah. Well, they, the thing is this, is that they're not reading their Bible. Because mm -hmm. I'm telling you, this Bible is so full of instruction on how to live gracefully. Yeah, but I know a lot of people that read their Bible, and they still live well, like you, sinners. You can read your Bible all day long. You have to be a doer, you, not just a hearer. Yes, because it's like, well, I read my Bible all day. I read my Bible in the morning. I read my Bible at night, right before I go to bed with my boyfriend. We, I read my Bible. There's grace there. We used to do that. Mm -hmm. Every single day, I would read, and I would pray before we went to bed and we weren't even married, yeah. but I would pray, you know? And, and so it, it's not about just reading the Bible, understanding what he says and God wants to reveal it to us, you yeah. know? Well, you know that, uh, you were, we were talking earlier. I think you were going to read mm -hmm. it over yes. in, in Romans. What was it that you were? Romans six fourteen. Romans six fourteen. And this is, and this is Romans six fourteen. This is what it says. And we've all heard this. Um, when people talk about grace, you know, they always say this, you know, well, I'm not under the law. You know, you don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Yeah. I'm not under the law. And and here's the thing is that nobody you can judge me, but God. Nobody like, can judge me, but God. Better get it right so, before he does. So nobody can judge me, but God. If you get a traffic ticket and you have to go to the court and there's a judge there, you know mm -hmm. what he's, he's judging you on? On your actions mm -hmm. you can walk in you have a ticket let's say you're in there for a DUI he's not judging what you did 
He's judging what how he's not judging uh, you as a person. He's judging your actions. He's judging what you did. You drove intoxicated. What that means is that you're going to be judged because you're broke the law in this area. But yet, as a Christian, if you say to somebody, "Oh well, you know what? They're you know they're an alcoholic, or they're a drug addict, or they're an adulterer," oh, you can't judge them. They're under grace. That's what they're doing. So that, that's what they're doing. I'm not judging them. I'm stating what they're doing. Well, God's the only one that can judge, but he says this. He's the only one that can judge us to hell. He said that by your fruits, exactly, you will know them. Mm -hmm. And again, we're not under the law, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and it's not about what we do that makes us righteous. It's about what he's done. That's Don't right. want to misunderstand that. But there should be fruits of exactly. grace. Exactly. There should be the fruit of the Spirit developing in your life when you are in grace, the fruit of grace. Right. The nature of Christ should be being mm -hmm. developed within us, and sin shouldn't be dominating. That's right. Us. This is what we hear a lot. I'm not under the law. This is what they say. people say. I'm not under the law, but under grace. Mm -hmm. 6.14. I love that. Mm -hmm. But see, people forget the first part of that. Mm -hmm. 6.14. Romans 6.14 says, look it up in your Bible. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. You know what that means to me? That means I'm under grace, and because I'm under grace, dominion has no right over me. Sin, yeah. sin has no right over me. Sin has no dominion over me because I'm under grace. What does verse 15 says? Verse 15 says this. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Mm -hmm. Because we are under Grace does not mean we get to sin. Mm -hmm. It does not mean oh, we're not under the law, so so you get to. It means that because we are under grace, we don't sin. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, grace teaches us mm. to deny Ourself. ungodliness. Yes, that's right. Ungodliness. You know, it's it's to keep that out. That's what grace does. Grace is there to help us to overcome the mm -hmm. sin, to overcome the faults, to overcome you know, those patterns of, of ungodly living. And so, you know, grace isn't a license to sin. Um, another thing that grace is not is grace is not a license to become lazy. Because you have some people that because it's like Christ did it all on the cross and they, they live like, you know, they don't have to do anything and they're resting in the Lord. And to rest in the Lord does not mean that you become inactive. It means that you're you have a determination mm -hmm. to trust in what God is doing in your life and what he wants to do through your life. Mm -hmm. Resting in the Lord is you resting in the plan that God has for you and the work that you are performing for him. Amen. Because when we're doing what God has graced us to do, we're going to want to do it even more. I mean, we love what we get to do oh, for I God. God. You love, know, we, we don't it. work a day in our lives now, you know, because we love what we do. Now, granted, we spend a lot of time. There's no off switch to pastoring. And the stuff we deal with is very complex. Hollywood can't even create the kind of stuff that we deal with. And there's some pastors that just check out and go to the golf course. And all they do is preach and check out at the golf course. We're married to the church. It's with us everywhere we go. And it's a lot of work. But it never feels like work because our attitude is always, I was born to do this. Grace oh, gave yeah. us this ability. Because it wasn't in us. Yeah. And you, you look back at things and... I remember thinking, I remember thinking this, and it was funny because we were watching one of the, we were watching ourselves, you know, and um, thinking, oh my gosh, we went through that. That must have been real grace because I don't even remember that fire. <laughs> well, I think that when you're focused on what's in front of you, you don't realize you went through a trial unless you turn around and look backwards. 
Well, the, because your your focus is on God. Yeah, and yeah. the grace and the grace is sufficient to help you to accomplish the purpose that you're here. The thing that Satan's trying to dominate, the thing that he's trying to get you to forfeit, um, you're moving forward with it. You're cherishing it. You're using what your life did wrong to help someone that maybe is there or struggling so that they don't have to go through it. And you might be watching this broadcast right now and and maybe there's some areas of your life where you know you're continuing to do the same things that you you know you shouldn't be doing. I'm telling you grace is available Amen. to you, my friend. God's grace is sufficient to help you wherever you're at, whatever you may be doing, just cry out to God and say, God, help me. And I'm telling you, he'll put grace, amen, an added measure of grace, I believe that, upon your life, amen, so that you can rise above it and not allow sin to dominate you, amen. Our prayer is that God will be so sufficient in your life, amen. Just embrace him and all that he has for you because your greatest days are in front of you, amen. Days of freedom and victory. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of our program today.